This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. One of my favourite topics, one of the things I love to talk about is today's topic, creativity and innovation. Every time I talk about creativity and innovation, there's a buzz and an energy in the group that I don't see with any other topic because I believe that people love an opportunity to express their own creativity. And, you know, everyone has an element of creativity inside them. Everybody can be creative. I think there's a bit of a myth around creativity that unless you're a sculpture, unless you're an artist, unless you're a musician, unless you're writing a symphony, that you're not really creative, that there's there's a way of being creative or it's about style, it's about music or art or writing that there's a series of behaviours that says, yes, you're creative and I'm not because I work in an office or I work on the roads or I'm a plumber, therefore I'm not creative. So what I want to do today in today's podcast is talk about creativity and innovation and talk about how coaches can be creative and innovative, and very importantly, why creativity and innovation have never been more essential skills in coaching, that right now, the importance of you as a coach being able to accept and embrace the concept of creativity and to be innovative have never been more essential. So let's talk about creativity. Creativity is your ability to solve problems in unique and unusual ways, to dare to be different. Your ability to problem solve, if you like, the challenges and issues that you face every day. And most people are creative without even knowing it. From the moment you get out of bed in the morning, Your brain is trying to find ways of solving problems that you're presented with. Everybody has an element of creativity. What I believe, however, is that the majority of coaches underestimate their own creativity primarily because they have come to believe that the only people with answers that the people with all the solutions and all the knowledge, the people who really understand their sport are the people who educated them or the senior coaches and that it's more important to copy what others are doing or to copy the notes from the board in your level one coaching course, to copy what's in the coaching textbook, to copy what other people are talking about in your sport rather than to embrace and accept your own creativity, your own intuition, and your own way of doing things. If you're a coach particularly, if you're a coach who wants to be successful 
in competitive sport, in high-performance sport. Copying kills. Copying kills. Watching, listening, reading what other people are doing is just the starting point. It's merely to stimulate ideas for you to learn, to grow, to get better. I often hear sporting colleagues say to me, we're going on a benchmarking exercise. We're going to learn what others are doing. In principle, that's not a bad idea. If, if you look at what others are doing with a commitment to then learn from them and do it better than they do. Where I see people fail, where I see people who've restricted their own creativity is where they go to a team, to an organisation, to another country that they believe is successful and they copy what they did. Now, there's several problems with that. First of all, copying things out of the context where they were developed really works as well. If you go into England and you copy the practices, if you copy the skills and the training routines of Premier League football teams and you live in South Africa, you live in Australia, New Zealand, in Asia, and you copy their ideas, it's highly unlikely, highly unlikely that the ideas, the routines, the practices, the skills that were developed in England in Premier League will work as well in other contexts and other settings. However, if you're a football coach and you go to England and you research and study the way that Premier League players play and the way coaches coach, come back and say, in my context, with the athletes, with the environment, with the geography, with the setting that I am working with, how can I make that idea even better and make that idea an advantage for us in the context that we're in. I don't see a lot of that, coaches. What I see people do is they travel to spend time with other organisations, other coaches, other athletes, other environments, see them as being more successful and therefore having all the answers and then copying and applying that directly to their own setting and trying to figure out why it's not working or not working as well. The second thing I see with coaches is they go to training programs, they go to coaching courses, and they sit and listen to other coaches who've experienced more success. And they assume that because that coach has produced one athlete for an Olympic team, or because that coach's team has won the national championship, that that coach knows everything. That coach knows everything about everything. And that coach needs to be copied and emulated in order for me to be successful. The problem with that is, is quite often those coaches, those leaders, remember a coach who wins changes the sport because the majority of other coaches then copy what they did and how they went about it. The problem with copying a leading coach is that what they've come up with, what they're presenting, may not always be the complete accurate representation of what they do because they know that their competitors are in the room listening and watching. Secondly, once again, you're looking at it in a context where it works. You're looking at what that coach does 
with those athletes in that setting, in that environment, you're looking at something that was designed to work in a specific context and that may not work in yours. However, again, as a coach, you can look at what the winners are doing. Think about how that might work and how that may apply in your own setting and in your own context, in your own environment with your own athletes and then aim to do it better. I often say people will ask me for assistance in benchmarking exercises. The first question is, I ask them, what do you want to know? What do you want to learn? Secondly, I challenge them to look at the benchmarking as a starting point. You know, one of the, the, the phrases I hear in sport all the time, colleagues, is we're about best practice. We strive for best practice. It's a myth. Best practice only exists for a moment. As soon as you do that thing once, everybody knows about it. A phrase that I love to talk about is this. Social media, the internet, online environment means that anyone can get anything, anywhere, anytime, and usually for free. During COVID, we've had an explosion of experts and gurus. There is so much stuff. There is so much information online. And people are content hungry. People are desperate for new and original content. As soon as anything's done once at the moment online, as soon as people do anything once, it's tweeted, it's retweeted, it's published, it's republished, it's on Instagram, it's on TikTok, it's on everywhere. There are no secrets. Everyone knows what you know. Therefore, if everyone knows what you know, if there are no secrets, if anyone can get anything, anywhere, anytime for free, we're in an environment where copying has never been easier and therefore it's never been more important for you to stretch your creative mind and develop your creative skills. This is a moment in time where people who are daring to be different, to take a lead, have decided opportunity because so many of us are now in the habit of listening, learning from the internet and copying whatever we see. A story I love to tell colleagues is working with some genuinely brilliant, creative people in the film industry. And we talked about creativity. And they asked me a question. They said, Wayne, what do you do when you're trying to solve a problem? What do you do when you're trying to come up with some ideas? And I said, well, I go on my computer and they said, no, you don't get it straight away. They stopped me. And I went, wow. And they said, Google last. I actually do creativity sessions called LGOOG, which is Google backwards. They said, we Google last. They said, what we would do if we were in your job, Wayne, if we were a, a coach, if we were a coach educator, we might look at a word or a theme or a problem like how do I improve the way that coaches learn? And they said, in a room, we might have four, five, eight, ten creative people. And we would look at learning. We would look at rate of learning. We'd look at coaching. And we'd accept any ideas. Someone might say, what colour is learning? How fast is coaching? How big is ideas? We would just look at the entire concept openly, honestly, and with as many different perspectives as possible. 
and eventually we might come up with an idea or a model of how to help coaches learn. And it's at that stage, at the end of the moment, when everybody's shared their creativity, when we've bounced ideas, when we've grown ideas off each other, it's at that moment we then might look at Google purely to make sure no one else has done it. Now think about that for a moment. How many of us go to Google, go online looking for an idea when all you are doing is looking at what other people have done. It's not new, it's not different, it's not original. And if you're in a performance space, doing it that way is dooming you to mediocrity and eventually to failure because all Google is doing, it's a storehouse of information about what people have done and it's a wonderful tool. It's brilliant, it provides us so much entertainment and information but if you're a leader, if you're a winner, if you're a coach who's trying to come up with a way of defeating your opposition in an environment where everybody knows what everybody else knows, the game is creativity, coming up with new ideas. So the question is, where do you come up with new ideas? I'll tell you the worst place is looking and listening only to those ideas and to those people within your sport. Everyone knows what you know. If you're in rowing, Rowing coaches learn from rowing coaches who learn from rowing coaches who learn from rowing coaches. It's a declining funnel, a narrow funnel. The worst place to look for ideas, for original ideas and creative ideas is within your own sport because everybody already knows what everybody else knows. So the next best place, if you like, is to look within the sports industry but outside your sport. So if you're a football coach, looking at basketball. If you're a basketball coach, looking at netball. If you're a cricket coach, looking at baseball. How do other sports do what you're trying to do? Are there ideas? Are there models? Are there systems that other people are using outside of your sport but within sport that you can learn from, you can apply, you can build on and you can improve? But by far the best place to learn is outside of the sports industry. There are so many areas in the world, so many different professions who are striving for excellence, who are trying to build effective teams, who are trying to problem solve, who are trying to inspire the hearts and minds of people. There are so many other industries that you can learn from other than within your own sport. I want to talk now about innovation and the integration of creativity and innovation. Creativity, it's all about the idea. It's about originality. It's about daring to be different. It's about thinking, saying, and doing things differently. Creativity is all about the idea. Innovation is all about doing. Innovation is action. I read a wonderful, very simple, but brilliantly practical way of looking at creativity and innovation, which said innovation is creativity times execution. Innovation is idea times action. Innovation is grabbing an original thought and idea and doing something with it. And it's the doing that is the key. Right now, colleagues, ideas are easy to get. There are so many ideas. There is so many people sprouting 
what they believe are the latest and greatest ideas. There are so many gurus on social media right now that ideas are not hard to come by. There are so many ideas. However, the issues in turning original ideas, in turning creative thought processes into effective actions are still the same as they were before COVID, are still the same as they were 50, 100, 2000 years ago. The issues that still determine success have not changed. The challenges around getting that idea, that original thought, and turning it into something that makes a difference are still the same. It's still about personalities. It's still about political conflicts. It still is about coaching. It's still about connecting, engaging, and inspiring the hearts and minds of athletes. It doesn't matter how brilliant and how original the idea is because coaching is about change. Coaching is about inspiring change. Coaching is the art of inspiring change through emotional connection. It doesn't matter how brilliant the idea is unless I can then put that idea into action through innovation. Innovation is creativity times execution. Unless I execute the implementation of that new idea, I'm not making a difference. We're not changing and therefore if we're not changing, we're not getting better. First step for you as a coach in becoming more creative is accepting that you are creative every day. Little things happen. You might break a cup at home that was full of sugar. Your creative mind has to go, how will I solve that problem? How will I pick up the sugar without making a mess? How will I get another container to put that in? What do I, Your brain is constantly throwing up little challenges for you to creatively solve. We all live in many ways a creative lifestyle. Creativity is part of what you do every day from the moment you get out of bed. Accept that you are a creative being, that you don't have to be a Picasso. You don't have to be a Paul McCartney. You don't have to be a stereotypical creative person. You are creative. In some people, that creativity manifests as brilliant music, as wonderful art. In some people, creativity explodes as a new training set or a new way of doing a drill. But you are creative. And secondly, colleagues, it's about understanding and accepting that even though you are creative, the idea itself is only the start. It is still your art form, the art of inspiring change for emotional connection. It is still a matter of coaching that idea so that an athlete grabs it, embraces it, accepts it, understands it, engages with it and applies it so we get the change that is the driving force of improvement and progress. I want to finish today a little bit differently. I want to give you an exercise to do, to try and tap into this creativity that you already possess, and it's this. Think about the sport that you coach. So football, basketball, baseball, swimming, doesn't matter. Pick the sport. And I want you to think about a basic, fundamental and important skill 
that you coach in that sport every session, every day. So a great example is passing. If you're a football coach, think about how do you coach passing to a young player, to a first-time player? How do you coach that basic, fundamental concept of passing a ball to another player? Then I want you to talk to another coach or Google or do some research on how does rugby teach passing? How does basketball teach passing? How does hockey teach passing? How does water polo teach passing? I want you to look at the way that you coach and teach a basic skill and then how have other sports arrived at the same destination? How have they approached the teaching and coaching of the same skill? What's their terminology? What drills do they use? How often do they do practice in that basic skill? Look at something simple that you teach. Look for an equivalent skill in another sport and examine how those coaches teach, train, educate, develop. How do those coaches improve that skill in those athletes as a starting point towards your step towards being more of a creative coaching being. Creativity and innovation have never been more important. There is so much information available. It will be your ability to be creative and then to apply an action and process to that creativity to integrate it with innovative coaching practices that will make all the difference. One of the phrases that people often use is knowledge is power. Coaches, when everyone has the same knowledge, it no longer has power. When everyone knows what everyone else knows, when anyone can get anything, anywhere, anytime for free, knowledge is not the power that most people think it is. The real power of coaching is coaching. Your ability to connect, to engage and inspire the hearts and minds in your athletes. And increasingly, the real power now is in your ability to create, to think, to learn and to innovate faster and more effectively than any coach in the world in your sport. This has been Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.